the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, back to Lifeline. All right, we're back to Time 608 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. We are in our second hour. And again, as I stated, you are free to join us. If you have questions, comments, observations, you may have a different opinion. We would love to hear from you. Like AJ said, I'd love to actually hear from people who were vaccinated and uh, and maybe had an adverse experience or hear from some of you who know of people who were vaccinated and had an adverse experience. Uh, several of you emailed me and you, you let me know this after the program that uh, that was the case. And, and it's only to make sure that uh, as we talk about this, we we do exactly what we have been trying to do, bring clarity to the facts, as A.J. had put it in his in his question to people, OK, we will agree now there's enough information for us to agree that the vaccine um, only partially protects you. It can't stop you from getting COVID and it can't stop you from spreading it. We know that now. That's just a fact. So that it really doesn't make you any different than a person who is non-vaccine. And that that will actually become a big challenge down the line. Only difference between you and that other person is you have somewhat of a prophylactic that can minimize the symptoms of the virus. But we already have places in America and around the world. And you're, uh, in fact, you can go look it up in Israel. Israel is about to clamp down on its citizens once again because of an outbreak of the variant that is not a consequence of the unvaccinated vaccine people. It's a consequence of 50-50, and that was alarming to them. They couldn't believe it, but it was true. And so what that means is you say you have a vaccine, Mr. WHO, Mr. CDC, Mr. FDA. You say you have a vaccine that can do this for us, but we don't know that because you didn't take it through the proper testing uh, evaluation uh, separate from the community. Now we're all having to be the products of a real-time experiment where we discover that the vaccines are, in many cases, so inept at what's going on in terms of not only the original SARS virus, but also the variants that you are recommending, not only putting masks back on, not only recommending, once again, social distancing, but you're also now recommending a booster shot. And now that people aren't hearing that at large yet, but it's going to come out. And the reason why is we're on the one track system, the one track system. The solution to all this is vaccines. The solution to all of this is not vaccine. And at some point, that's going to be eerily uh, understood, too. And and then I'm going to be wondering, is our is our 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 president administration is the White House, is the CDC, FDC, if is the who going to just admit, you know what? We had a plan. We implemented it. It wasn't. It didn't work out. We were grossly misunderstanding, grossly misrepresenting uh, uh, how to actually attack 
um, a SARS virus in this mode. We completely neglected alternative methods that could have played a contributory role in helping us quell what, what should have been from day one, just really isolate, shut this thing down, find this virus and clamp down using all measures, not just one kind of measure. I really wonder if they're going to ever open up and admit that this strategy was a debacle. I don't think so. I think we'll just be stuck in this mode and we'll have to work with new measures at length. But I would be happy if they did, because I'd really rather my grandkids to grow up in in a, a free society where they're not turned into pariahs or lepers because they don't take the vaccine. I really would hope that we would just repent uh, of the mistakes we make and, and get back to a an approach that is multifaceted and much more effective so that um, we can get over this. All right, let me go to line number two and talk to Idris and Hayward. Idris, are you there? Idris going once. Idris going twice. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. <laughs> <laughs> How about the devil is a liar, hey, but uh, um, always good to hear you. You know, you, it doesn't help when I have something to talk about that you come on with all that wisdom, and then my mind goes all the way left, but I got I to gotta land a plane. But uh, um, anyways, you don't I, have I was to, going to talk about Idris, you, 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 you don't have to land a plane. You just have to kind of redirect it in another direction. You can, you can, keep, you can keep the same flight. What, were you, what did you want to talk about? Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, you know, know that. Yeah, so... Um, the word that came to me is, uh, yes, last week I was driving and I was listening to one of the sermons, I think it was MacArthur, and he was talking about how the Pharisees, you know, they were trying to justify killing Jesus. And the word stuck with me, justify, justify. And while he was breaking down the scripture, I was correlating what was going on right now, the word justify. And then it seemed like the Holy Spirit just took me on this whole little, and this is an obvious thing, but sometimes the obvious things still need to be broken down. And I realized... The word is justified. They're going to use COVID-19 to justify all this nonsense. And what they're doing is they're going to extremify, if that's the word, these extremes, so we got to do this, we got to do this. And the second people start to back, oh, let's drop another extreme result that's going to make people panic or question, divide and confuse. But in the name of COVID, we got to keep doing this stuff. Oh, the vaccine's not working, but COVID, and I realized this is what they're doing because they understand that. Guess what? The Pharisees knew they couldn't just jump on Jesus at a certain time because they're like, if we do that, the people are going to get, even though people were split 50-50 like how we are right now, we can't just do things, but we got to keep on pushing this COVID, this COVID, this COVID. And eventually they got to the point to where they got into bed with the Roman government and said, look, we got to shut this down or this man is going to do that. So the Bible says, whatever you bind on earth, you will bind in heaven. And sadly, rather than Christians and believers to be rebuking this, they're in agreement. So the devil's walking on in with this stuff, just walking on in at the church. I'm going to church where they're talking about. They're promoting it, encouraging it. And it's like, wow. So it's like we we have the point to where it's been justified. People will hear you and me and think that we're part of the problem as it keeps going. So like you said, once the pressure comes, it's going to be like it's justified as opposed to looking at what the word says. So that's pretty much the word that this has been done before, but they're just doing it in a way to where rather than us to unify and be like, you know what, 
there's something up with this. It's just, no, 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 no. The second they start asking questions, another 100,000 people are dead because of COVID, and then people won't ask any questions. I'll just get in line. So I just wanted your thoughts on that, Pastor. Thanks for your time. No, very, yeah, thank you. You just very good. If anyone wanted to take that line of application and challenge it, I would think that they would be foolish. Right. So what makes the word of God so relevant is that it can take historical events that contextually apply in a unique situation and then demonstrate its analogous correlation across the board of time and history. Of course, justification, justification. So you do know, uh, as you stated, let's make let's you know, let's make Jesus the point of contention. Uh, A lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. But that was also due to the narratives being pushed on the society by the Pharisees, Sadducees, etc. And we know that those narratives were pushed on 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 him because Jesus was disruptive. He was disruptive of their system. That's the point. Truth will disrupt systems. And if systems are endowed with power, and particularly if they're satanic powers, then what they're going to do is they're going to do the typical process of uh, first, um, we call it poisoning the well, Uh, uh, discredit you, uh, uh, make you look like a fool. Uh, uh, you know, dismantle your arguments in an, in, in an uncritical way. And, and really, it's all about swaying the people because ultimately they did. They swayed the people to kill Jesus as if Jesus was the problem. But Jesus is a personification of the truth, you guys. And we've said it before. When you are walking in a principle of truth, you have to be ready to, to suffer loss. But the promise of the truth is a day of resurrection. And this is why Christ rose again on the third day. And this is why after almost 2000 years, he's still the center of controversy, but he's also Lord of all. And this is where we have to continue proclaiming the truth. Got it. Thank you for that, Nate. Uh, We have to continue proclaiming truth because freedom is at stake here. This is not about pride and this is not about um, hurting people's feel, feelings. This is about getting at the truth. Also about freedom. Again, it's about freedom. Uh, Jesus was about freedom. He came to set the people free. The apostles were about freedom. Judaism was about control, power, and money. And they use the same methodology that we're dealing with today to sway the masses. And the masses are swayed. And it's just that reality that that is the case. Our And you're right also, Idris, that the churches simply should have been, as I've been recommending so long, to be in a mode of prayer. Um, It's crazy. It's ridiculously crazy that people are not praying for uh, healing, for a miracle, for supernatural uh, manifestation of an altering of this deadly demonically uh, originated uh, virus is remarkable that there isn't that kind of because you got to you you just heard uh, Pastor Jeffries. He's one of the biggest churches out there in the East Coast. They they could have they could have, you know, they could have gathered together with a bunch of other leading pastors and said, hey, we're going to pray and call the nation to prayer. Nope, it's just capitulation. Just do what the agency said. This is what I mean. We are losing our identity as a church. No clarity as a church. The prophetic role, silent. The priestly role, kneel. 
Well, well what's going on? Then we have to ask the question, is our, our, our churches trapped by the same syndrome of secularism that Judaism was in the first century for which Christ called it uh, an adulterous and perverse generation seeking a sign uh, and, and would not get it because they failed to see the revelation of the invisible God in the person of Christ. Uh, I, I think these things are true. Look, let me go to line number three and I'm going to talk with Tim in San Jose. Tim, are you there? Yeah, it's Ken, uh, Dr. Uh, I mean, uh, Pastor uh, Gustav. So my, Ken, my point is, um, uh, you um, you brought before the research by people like uh, Dr. Susan Tenpenny, who see the extremely um, uh, injurious and deadly effects of the vaccine. So you don't seem to be <clears throat> um, enunciating that enough in that uh, there's officially about 11,000 deaths from it so far, tremendous number of injuries. And what about this alternative that people are not considering? What will happen to me if I do take the vaccine? Well, how much of a risk is that? So would you comment on that, please? Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not real keen right now on this Tim Penny. Um, I, I liked her early on, but I think she slides into peculiarities that that gives that minimizes her credibility just on a number of speculative areas. I have listened to a swath of different different persons. You've heard me talk about it on the radio. These persons have emerged to be a little bit more um, in the center of the narrative. Uh, the Weinsteins, Brett and Heather Weinstein, are dealing with this with a yeoman's job on the Dark Horse uh, Dark Horse. A podcast. If you want to see them deconstruct this matter and talk about the fallacies of what's going on, I have uh, uh, affirmed uh, Peter McCullough over and over again because he is just a massively uh, brilliant man. Dr. Malone is one of the leading virologists that actually uh, was one of the co-creators of this gene technology uh, therapy, and he, he 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 has so many insightful things to say about what is both problematic and what is also hopeful about this uh, Dr. Uh, Pierre Corey. He has been a frontline soldier about this from the beginning as he has talked to the Senate about the necessity of doing a multivariate approach to dealing with this virus. So I've talked about all of them. Uh, initially, I talked about Miss Timpenny because she had her finger on the pulse before this thing really broke out. Now, when we're dealing with uh, the issues of the statistics of how many people are dying, et cetera, et cetera, unless we can actually get those data points um, and look at them, uh, it's hard to determine whether we want to pose those kind of numbers. But I'm seeing the numbers, uh, Ken. I'm seeing the numbers, and it's dreadful because while we were dealing with COVID, everybody had to be inundated and baptized with uh People getting sick and dying from COVID. And we all know now that people were being tagged with COVID who did not have COVID or at least did not die of COVID. Again, if you're going to be a pursuer of the truth, you cannot parse propositions to basically justify your premise because that that fundamentally is walking in the spirit of error. Either the COVID killed them or it did not. And we know in many cases it did not, but they were tagged with it because the numbers being inflated to a half a million people played a role in the dominant fear-mongering narrative. We already know that so many doctors in all of the hospitals know that that was a political campaign placed upon them by 
their owners by the owners of the hospital because it was a money making thing. Three thousand dollars for uh, for uh, for for uh, men and women who are identified with COVID, and even more for those who would have to be put on ventilators. Uh, all of this data is being gathered together. It's all being correlated, and it's all being used as lawsuits against our nation and against the world of those who have been leading in all of this. Uh, sad reality is, is that we don't have a DOJ, uh, Department of Justice. And we've been seeing this for decades, too. We're nothing but a banana republic. We won't see unless God just does something absolutely remarkable. We won't see justice in these matters. So guess what? Everybody will be left to their opinion. Everybody will be left to their opinion. And if the media has its way, it never will allow a real debate on these matters to be brought to the floor. It never will allow the men I've just made mention of, along with the senators, Rand Paul and uh, Senator Johnson and Senator Kennedy and a few others that are willing to actually bring this stuff to the American people. They're doing it. Uh, Yeoman's job on Rand Paul's part of suing Fauci to expose him as being a culprit in the original development of this virus. Yeoman's job because he's now doing what the people hired him to do, represent them in getting that fact. You don't just suppress data and information and control people and then teach people, just say what the government says and the media says, and you're on the side of truth. That's a big, fat lie, and it's unhealthy for any community. At least let's debate this in a public forum since the people on the pro-vaccine side are think they're so absolutely right. Let's just have debates. Bring the issue to the floor. You on the left, them on the right. Let's hear it. Let's hear what the data actually says. And let's see how uh, erudite and wise and discerning the doctors are who know how to read the information carefully and evaluate whether or not we're dealing with uh, fixed data points that are controlled uh, as much of the uh, gatekeepers of knowledge know how to do, or are we dealing with really good, really good evaluation of the different methods of determining uh, causation and correlation and and, and the necessary facts for us to be able to draw um, serious, helpful uh, conclusions for our world to be able to really trust. Another thing I want to say, um, because we're moving to a break, but I'll get a chance to talk with um, Ken here in a moment. And I heard this was something that was stated by a doctor today. Uh, and the doctor said this. <clears throat> no, the scientist said this. For us to be going around talking about uh, the science says, the science says, we have a history since the beginning of science that says the science gets it wrong almost all the time before they get it right. The science gets it wrong almost all the time before they get it right. So why are we hailing the science as a priesthood system of it's automatically right without testing the science? So see, if science is about proving things wrong in order for us to affirm what's right, 
Why aren't we being allowed to, to disprove the propositions being held out by the FDC, the CDC, FDA, and CDC, and the WHO, and all of the pro-vaccine doctors? Why aren't the pro-vaccine doctors having people on their programs who are anti-EAU use uh, method, which is problematic in terms of caring for society, do, do no harm? Why aren't they having real serious debates with Dr. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Van Bosch, Gert Van Bosch? Why aren't they having debates uh, with the Weinsteins? Why aren't they having debates with Dr. Corey or Dr. McCullough? or uh, any of the doctors, the American doctors for Frontline, Dr. Simone Gold and others. Why aren't they bringing uh, Judy Mikovich out and, 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 you know, clean her off without turning her into a demon and let her share with you how she was aware of and behind a lot of the specious elements that are going on now? Why won't you just bring her to the forefront? We know why. We actually know why. Because the controlling of the narrative, dominating the narrative and censoring people and punishing people and putting them in jail and controlling people, it's not about gaining the American trust. I'll say this and I'll take a break. I want you to hear it. One of the old philosophers made it very clear. And this is a long time ago. It might have even been somewhere in the Platonic era or Socratic era. And certainly if it was in the Aristotelian era, this is what they were saying about societies. People don't really care about their freedom. They don't care if they're free. They only want the government to give them the sense that they're free. They can be absolutely trapped. But if you give the people the sense that they're free, that's all that they care about. Now, that's bad, but it's true. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Let's see here. There are a couple lines open, one 367 Now, Now, I've got one more minute before my break. Now, think about this one, you guys, and I want to hear from you. What if truth is so scary, so uh, controversial, so difficult? So, uh, so challenging and exposing of all the spectrums of of conscious and and and, and motive and 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 deliberations and 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 agendas. What if truth is so costly at the level of being one who wants to purvey it that you would be killed for it? What if truth in the world generally ends up being killed? And you can see why people don't want to even get close to the truth. Thinking about all of the journalists around the world who get killed because they want to put the camera on the truth, show it and then convey it back to the people. But they get killed. Thinking about all the journalists, uh, Noam, uh, uh, Noam Chomsky talked about the manufacturing of information and how all of our media is controlled by it. And you still want to just believe the hype. This is what, this is what he said. Don't believe the hype. Well, what do you got to do? You got to do the research or stick your head in the sand. And either we are seeking safety or we're seeking truth. And to be honest, you can't have safety without truth. All right, got to take another break. We'll be right back. And now back to Lifeline. 
We are back. The time 639. Two lines open if you want to join me as we are winding down the program. Two lines are open. One triple eight. 3675329 News break. I want to share this with you. There is a correlation. Believe me. Thousands given fake COVID-19 vaccine filled with saline in India. Thousands given fake COVID-19 vaccine. Now, this is an old, old article a couple of weeks back. I had it. I just didn't pull it up. I thought I'd pull it up now because we want to make a point here. It goes on to say at least 14 people were arrested and an Indian private hospital was um, uh, cordoned off by police amid an investigation into an alleged vaccination scam that may have affected thousands of people. Let me ask you the question. Could you perceive that happening here in America? Yes. They were using saline water and injecting it said Vishal Thakur, a senior official of the Mumbai Police Department, according to CNN, just in case you wonder whether or not this is true. If you watch CNN, you believe CNN is the gospel. There you go. Every fake vaccination camp they held were doing this. Listen to this. He said that about 2,500 people received fake COVID-19 vaccines in 12 sites near uh, Mumbai. Watch this. Reports indicated that the organizers included medical professionals and they charged between $10 and $17 per COVID-19 shot. Is that remarkable or what? Now, if you think that's something, listen to this. The responders to this in terms of email responses was this. I would have paid the money just for the vaccine certificate. Don't even have to inject the saline. Here's another one. My comment is in line with the others below. I'd rather have a saline injection and the vaccine certificate to wave in front of the federal goons, goons than any injection on the market. Considering that the survival rate for healthy people is 99.9%, saline sounds reasonable. So do you see how people are rationalizing this? Now, of course, it's some pun intended, but what are they saying? This thing is such a big scam on so many operational levels, so many mechanical levels. Obviously, you're going to be having these kinds of leaks, these kinds of criminal elements, these kinds of... um, scandalous things going on. And I'm wondering what's going on in America. Here's the other point that I'm trying to make behind it. As those people did not know that it was nothing but saline being run up into their arms. They could not know because they didn't do the research. They weren't they weren't fully informed. They weren't maximally informed of the contents of the upside of the downside. They were just rushed in like a bunch of chickens and given the vaccine. Even so, people in America, you don't know what you're getting. You think you do. But in reality, you don't. You're just sticking your arm out there. You don't know what you're getting. You could be getting saline just like them. Hopefully you are. If if, if we are concerned, if our concerns are valid about the implications of the vaccine long term, hopefully you are. But there you go. You don't really know much about what's getting stuck in your arm. Let's go now to line number four and talk with Kiana for a few moments. Kiana, are you there? Kiana? Hi, Pastor Jesse. 
Hey, what's going on? We got a couple minutes. What's your thoughts? Oh, hi. I was just calling to ask you, um, what, what did you think about how some of the schools are reopening and they're going to have, like, masks but no social distancing? I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, the, some of the schools are going to be doing it a little differently here or there, but you're talking about masks with or masks with no social distancing. Right. Masks, they, they want to, they, they, they're going to, um, my son's school is saying they want to have masks. Right. Um, but no social distancing um, enforced in the classrooms or like when they have lunch. Right. And uh, you're even talking out, even probably outside, 30 even kids. Outside, even outside, they have to wear their mask outside? Um, it's, it's not clear. Like, their website is not clear at all. Right. And so you got this confusion around the world, can uh, around the nation in this one. So here's what I'm going to say. Um, it, it's sad that the government is continually using that optic because it's an optic. It's a it's such an oppressive thing. It's so psychologically devastating to children. We don't even know where to begin. Talk to social scientists about this child psychology Talk to the people that are wise and bright and are aware of what happens when you cover up people's faces and then put them in community. Um, this will change the children uh, significantly. And it is a conditioning tool for all of America and the world, quite frankly, to justify to justify what's going on because they don't want to employ multiple facets of her immunity, as I have been stating all through the program. This is to justify the one-way system of vaccination. It's really, really sad, but I would say your, you know, your son, as well as so many of the other kids, are not in any real danger on a factual level with the vaccine. Um, get get that young man a mask if you're gonna if you're gonna you know submit to that process where he can really actually breathe. Don't let him not be breathing. That will be bad for him to not be able to breathe. Yeah, he has a he has um he has um he has a he doesn't have like those hospital masks that they have. He has the right. kind that you would have like if you were going hunting or something. Right, but right. I just let him have the double ones. Sure. I let him have two of them, but you can still breathe. Sure. That's as right. opposed yeah. to sitting up here like not being able to breathe and oh, he has asthma. But I said, I'm going to call Pastor Jesse because I said, these fools up here talking about, oh, we're going to let everybody go back to school, but they're going to have masks, but there's no social distancing in the classrooms or at lunchtime when they're eating outside. I'm like, what? Yeah, no, it's that's exactly they, what's going they on. just putting the cart before the horse. It's just all this confusion, and they've given me actually a headache. I'm ready to go type and say a bunch of fussy stuff because I'm just like, I don't even know what get you're your, doing. The, get your therapy in. Make sure the uh, the mask for our young man, um, you know, and, and I know you will, is sterile and clean and he can breathe and we'll, we'll get through this at some point. I got to take a hard break. Thank you for the call. We'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Bless okay. you. Bye-bye. All right, let's take a break, my brother. And now back to Lifeline. And we are back. We've got a few minutes before the program closes out. I'll just do some extemporaneous talking uh, unless you just wanted to try to squeeze in. That would be fine. I actually, you know, thinking about where we are in our culture and in our world, thinking about uh, how to 
be informative uh, and edifying at the same time, thinking about how to maintain a bridge between uh, theology and secularism. Uh, a lot of this stuff is what's on my mind. I am compelled to continue to make sure that we hear alternative uh, information relative to these things that are going on, because I'm utterly convinced that many of you out there just need to have that kind of dialogue and that kind of angle of, of discourse. Um, so I'll, you know, I will continue to do it uh, as long as uh, there is a listening audience for for that for that purpose. It's sad that we have to have this conversation, but again, this is because of the ubiquitous nature of um, this particular uh, campaign. It is so intrusive. You just heard Kiana talking about being concerned about her child. This is one I hear all the time, particularly with parents with kids in school, um, you know, and, and they they can't do otherwise. They, they need that particular uh, social uh, structure support. And yet they have to put up with all of this. They have to put up with uh, really what we would consider an unscientific approach. Uh, and, I, and I think a lot of you know that, too. And you're, you're going, why are they doing that to the kids? Why should the kids go through this crap? Um, and, and I've already stated that in the previous notice. We are locked in a one solution method. It's irrational, illogical, except that from the standpoint of the governing powers, this is how you bring the whole world into a social consciousness of vaccine living, living via vaccines. There was a day in our world when vaccines weren't around. And we did have our problems from time to time with viruses. Viruses have been with us forever. Good viruses we have, and we have bad viruses. We are all dealing with viruses. Our own body is dealing with bacteria, fungi, and thousands and trillions of viruses. This is the fact of the matter. One goes rogue, whether it's in the uh, human bios biosphere or whether it's in the am animal biosphere and then somehow somehow crosses over. Uh, we, we have been dealing with that for decades now. Uh, the controversy around that still needs to be dealt with uh, more fully and more honestly. It has not. And what do I mean? The, one of the reasons you have such a fierce, fierce uh, anti-vaxxers anti campaign, people who oppose the anti-vaxxers, is because it would expose the medical injury, uh, in, uh, industry of all of the injuries that it has incurred on our children and adults. It would make you cry if you saw the reality behind it. Um, but, you know, for all of us, we're guilty of sticking our head in the sand and not facing the, the ugly truth of how the medical industry has, through its mistakes, harmed humanity in so many ways. And then would arrogantly stand up and say, vaccines do a world of good. They do very little harm. We have no substantial uh, causation correlation between vaccines and autism. It's actually demonic. It really is that 
the power broking systems would implement that kind of narrative. If you want to, his name is Verzinski, Dr. Verzinski. It's a it's a uh, two hour uh, documentary of him fighting against Big Pharma when he had found a solution to cancer. And he proved it by healing hundreds and hundreds of people because he saw in the pathology of the people with cancer that they were missing certain platelets in their blood. And he had a method by which he could impart those platelets. This is a certain term. And he had remarkable success. And you would think that the FDA, CDC, I don't think the CDC was around at the time. They might have been. But uh, the FDA would have just been jumping up and down at Dr. Verzinski's discovery. No. You know what they did? <clears throat> they fought him hand in two. They did what we said that they always do. Turn you into a pariah. Make you a monster. Tell everybody you are a quack and a kook. And then gradually, uh, legally uh, discredit and dismantle your <clears throat> your uh, your efforts and your occupation. They had his own peers take his material, uh, confiscate it, and then use it for their own research. Now, for several years, he fought them in court and was winning and winning and winning and losing and losing and losing, meaning lots of money was being wasted. But his job was to simply expose the world to the reality that we were having solutions to cancer. And yet what was the ultimate uh, commentary that the FDA said? We will not let one doctor, one scientist ever have the ability to produce some kind of saving miracle drug and it not be filtered through the process of peer review in our systems. Now, do you understand what that means, ladies and gentlemen? Do you understand what that means? The Weinsteins know what that means. They know that if everything is stuck to having to go through the filter of the gated community of peer review, well, they can tell you that your findings are incredible non-credible and therefore will not be approved of and therefore your findings now are just thrown in the garbage dump or as was the case with Mr. Bizinski and many others I am sure they would take your data and skew it just a little bit and say that they originated that particular formulation and use it for their own profit why because so much of this is about money so look it up, Dr. Berzinski and the case for cancer. It's a different title, but look it up. It will break your heart what's going on with the medical industry. And all these doctors know it. They all know it. Pretending to be innocent and, and, uh, and ambiguous. All right, that's my fiction. Will and we'll talk to you next time. Tell them she rise on Christ. What are y'all?
Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Thank you.